everyone. It is I, Olivia, back from the dead. I was gone last week because I really was on my deathbed. I was very sick, but I'm much better now, and I hope you guys had a great time last week. But today, 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 I'm going to talk about the rise and surprise of the co-op sandbox survival game. Now I suppose this genre can be called many things, but what they are most commonly known as are the battle royale styled games. So in case you missed it, battle royale games are kind of taking over the world right now. And not just the gaming world on top of that. If you are even remotely interested in gaming, you've probably heard of Fortnite. My sister, who's not even a gamer, recently sent me a bunch of memes of Fortnite. And then another one, a video of a dog playing Fortnite or something like that. I'll put that in, in, the, in the post. I'll put that in the post with this podcast because it's a hilarious video. Even dogs love Fortnite. But if you haven't heard of Fortnite, you probably should know that it is the most popular game in the world. Yes, that's right. The entire world. And of course, I can't talk about Fortnite without talking about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, also known as PUBG. And in 2000, in 2017, PUBG was this like smash hit of the entire year. It was it was huge, and it still is huge because both games, Fortnite and PUBG, achieve success by using the same formula. Essentially, 100 players jump out of a plane or some kind of flying vehicle, a flying bus, I suppose you could say, and plummet down to this deserted island, and in said island, you run around and play in a ever-shrinking safe zone, play zone, whatever you want to call it, and there are weapons and special items scattered across the island, so you have to explore and traverse the environment, gather the weapons and goods that you can, all while making your way to the designated play zone. You've got to stay in the play zone or else you'll get killed if you're outside the play zone. Um, all the while, it is up to you to either stay hidden, stay undercover, defend yourself, or actively go out and attack opponents that are also in this world doing all the exact same things that you are trying to do all with the goal of being the last person standing. And let me tell you, it is a great deal of fun. Naturally, there's this built-in drama with that kind of last person standing, Hunger Games style, I guess, setup. But playing games, Battle Royale style games, really make for some of the most hilarious moments as a gamer. Before I jump into PUBG and Fortnite, I wanted to talk a little bit about some other games that are making a splash uh, in this same vein. So there's Sea of Thieves. Now, I will admit, I'm not too entirely familiar with Sea of Thieves. I have it, I've played it, 
I will admit, I feel like every single time I sit down to play it, I'm just because I actually haven't been playing with a headset, and I know I need to be, and I have got one. I've, that's on the to-do list. But every single time I've played, I feel like I'm with people that are a lot younger than me, and they're running around saying like, "What is this person doing? They don't. They don't know. They don't know where they're going or how to." shoot or do anything and honestly that was just because I was such a noob to the game but regardless of my personal experience Sea of Thieves is also vastly popular and it's a shared world ad adventure action adventure game where you're a pirate and you go around the seven seas sailing and looking for treasure and it seems to me that your job is nearly always the same, almost always the same. You accept a mission, you navigate to the island, you do the task, whatever it is, get the bounty, loot, booty, get the booty, <laughs> and return to an outpost or wherever you, you got the mission, and then collect that payment. I think it's worth it to note that Sea of Thieves is only really fun with other people. Otherwise, it's it's it falls a little flat uh, because the game's not necessarily about finding treasure. From what I understand, it's more kind of just about interacting with the people around you and messing with the people around you and yelling out instructions. And, and there you go. Per me missing a headset, no wonder I wasn't having all that much fun. Um, definitely a lot of experimentation with group strategies and. Of course, laughing together when that strategy goes horribly, horribly wrong. Looking at Sea of Thieves as a whole, there's definitely a really good chance that within the first, let's say, three-ish hours of playing, you'll laugh more than you've like, ever laughed before because there's all of these hilarious little moments that really are lending themselves to the game and to entertainment. Um, and you can find a ton of these little hidden moments that are, like, blowing up on YouTube. Like, for example, four crew members deciding to play the accordion while being attacked by the Kraken or firing each other from cannons into a skeleton watchtower or chasing pigs through the trees while being drunk on the grog or throwing up from the grog <laughs> um, or accidentally leaving someone on an island. That's happened to me a couple times. <laughs> but sadly, after that, it kind of feels like it. the allure of the game fades because there isn't much of like a progression system. Because from what I can tell, you can't buy better ships or better weapons. But that actually might be a good thing because everyone enters the game as an equal and plays as an equal, whether it's your first time or your whatever, like, hundredth time playing. Um, I will say I think the islands do get a little bit repetitive. Um, like, they, they all seem kind of similar. Um, and the, the tasks also get a bit repetitive. I, I haven't stumbled upon too many secrets. I don't know if there's all that many secrets in the Sea of Thieves, but... <clears throat> Uh, the only other thing is that the only non-players, like, that are enemies, are the skeletons, and 
there are a couple different kinds with different abilities, but um, definitely there's it. After playing it for a while, it definitely leaves you wanting a bit more. I would say, but overall, a great deal of fun. Um, I feel like I use that expression a lot. Overall, a whole hell of a lot of fun, especially if you're a fan of pirate games. For me personally, Assassin's Creed Black Flag was one of my all-time is one of my all-time favorite favorite games. So getting the chance to play as a pirate again is always like hell yeah, I'm going to take that chance. See if these still has a ways to go before it really figures out what's working. And another game that I wanted to talk about was State of Decay. Now I know the second one's coming out relatively soon. I personally haven't played State of Decay. Um, I do know a, a bit about it. The, it's a, also an action-adventure game mixed with kind of a survival horror stealth game where essentially you build a functioning society post-zombie apocalypse. And apparently it's incredibly uh, intricate and like layered and in terms of like management tools and interpersonal squad dynamics, which actually end up being very entertaining because when I said it in that sentence, it sounded like, oh my god, that sounds really precarious. How am I going to navigate that? And uh, apparently it's actually quite entertaining, which is no small achievement. And on top of all that, the game sold 4.5 million units, and that's pretty darn good, even though, again, I, I haven't played it myself, and uh, I don't know all that much about the splash it made, but it's in the same vein of Sea of Thieves and this kind of um, open-world co-op exploration sort of sort of idea. And like I said, the second one's about to come out, and I was going to spend a little bit more time on State of Decay, but eh, nah. Let's get into the good stuff. Player Unknowns Battleground. Whoop, whoop. PUBG's journey to success is a bit more storied than Fortnite's. The game originally morphed out of Brendan Green's mode of um, DayZ Battle Royale. So he created Battlegrounds as a standalone battle royale game that became a huge hit and helped sort of to steer the direction of multiplayer games, definitely within the last year. And so within just one month of Battlegrounds release, the game sold over one million copies on Steam. Initially it was just a PC release. And by the way, Brendan Green was known as Player Unknown, so that's why it's called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Quite a bit of a mouthful if you ask me, but hey, whatever. So in its early days for PUBG, performance was one of the game's like biggest, biggest issues. All the problems ranged from dipping frame rates to rubber banding, and needless to say, players were extremely frustrated. So there was an additional zombie mode. Um, players were extremely frustrated. Some fixes and patches and updates came with an addition of a zombie mode. You could now vault over objects, which was a really big deal. Um, 
there was also a slight change to where and how cars were spawned. Uh, I'll admit I didn't start playing until after all those changes, so I never um, agonized over those, thankfully. And um, there was also a massive ban of over 250,000 players for cheating and hacking. And on top of that, the game is also really praised for having this third-person perspective, but then a big update was the first-person perspective, um, again, added later on, but it was just huge that you could play in first-person perspective. So once Fortnite arrived on the scene in September of 2017, because it was a free-to-play Battle Royale game, and it had a bit of a faster pace and different mechanics, which included building, it drew in, like, tons of players. So then from that point, September 2017 on, PUBG and Fortnite began to compete, like really compete to see which could dominate the genre and pull higher numbers. Which brings me to Fortnite. Fortnite came out on top due to Battlegrounds continued stability problems and the presence of hackers. I also want to say there has been a PUBG mobile release in this past month, and if you read the review on GamingHistoria.com, you will see it's actually pretty good. However, a lot of new players have reportedly been winning against sort of zombie-like opponents uh, that sort of, I guess, freeze up when you go to confront them or interact with them or what have you. Um, so a lot of people suspect that these mobile games might be populated by bots, which would be very not good. <laughs> not good. Still, outside of all of that, PUBG has a solid player base. And that's because it has a much more slower and deliberate pace. It's a lot more gritty and realistic and personally for me a lot more terrifying because it's so much more lifelike and players have to like really think smart and keep cool under pressure. I actually started playing PUBG before I ever tried Fortnite and the whole allure for me was that it was it felt like the Hunger Games. You're literally dropped into this environment and just like, good luck, hope you can make it. And as anyone knows who's started out, <laughs> everyone has to start somewhere, I guess, playing these games. And my, let me tell you, it's it's nerve-wracking because you can hear, you, you can, first off, when you jump out the plane, you can see other people jumping out the plane and skydiving next to you or, you know, opening their parachute next to you or you have a, a settlement in sight that you're going for and you see someone else coming in who most likely jumped before you and got to the ground before you and is getting inside the building before you and picking up a weapon before you and then killing you <laughs> and it's just it's just madness to say the least but madness in a great way because it's so exhilarating which is I think why these games are so popular because it's just kind of flat-out fun flat-out go from the get-go flat-out action and even when you're not <laughs> all out sprinting for your life or engaged in like a, a shootout 
it's still very exciting because you're trying to stay undercover, you're trying to <laughs> figure out where you need to go to stay within the play zone, you need to listen for other players, you need to, there's so many things you have to take into account and it's kind of like, what sort of risk do I want to take for what sort of reward? And if, and then even if you take the risk, like sprinting out into the middle of an open field with no cover just so you can get to one of those drop sites with like a reward crate, you <laughs> there is probably someone laying in wait up on a hill or up somewhere high waiting for someone to run into that open field just so they can snipe them. Regardless, it is so much fun playing PUBG. Now let me get on to the big beluga of this podcast. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to talk about Fortnite. Woo! So Fortnite is like really having its moment right now. Drake just had a live stream <laughs> with like a bunch of other celebrities, which I'll talk about later. I think we must ask, why is Fortnite really having this moment? Why is it the most successful video game ever of all time and in this current moment? Why? Because it successfully made the Battle Royale format accessible to non-gamers. So that's part one. That's why it's so successful is because it made it accessible to non the non-gaming audience. And then the second biggest reason that it is so successful is because it is free to play. Oh, I guess I have three big reasons. It is free to play and it's available on most platforms, even smartphones. I guess all of those kind of go hand in hand if you really think about it. The game is a bit more accessible to the masses, aka to like the non-gaming audience, because it, it's this kind of colorful, stylized, not as intense and hyper-realistic game with different features like building forts or any kind of structure really, I guess, and using the materials that you mine from the environment. And I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with accessibility. And that's one of the biggest reasons why Fortnite has this massive success. It's very, it's a very accessible game. It's available to more people, for more people to play in more ways. There's an, there's a download on iOS. There's a download, or I guess you could say there's an app for iOS. There's an app coming out soon for Android. It's on nearly every single gaming platform you can think of except for the Switch, I believe. On top of all that, like I already said, it's free to download. And despite all of it, all of the free to download, let's let's just, for example, take the, the iOS app into account. Despite only just being released and Again, just taking in the iOS into consideration, the game's mobile app immediately became the top-selling app in 13 countries and reportedly pulled in $1.5 million in its first week alone. Like, that's insane! And it's a free-to-play 
game, free to download app. And on top of that, the other major part of the game's huge popularity is its cross-platform play, which means you can play with your friends who are accessing it on a variety of different platforms and, and devices. I can play with someone on my PS4 who's playing on a mobile device, which is insane. Because it's a relatively rare innovation in the world of gaming, and it has long plagued us, plagued the gaming community. For some reason, there's this huge difficulty of creating and accessing games for every console across a variety of consoles, let alone being able to play with friends who are using different devices. But Fortnite was able to do it. You're able to not only access the game on multiple different devices, but you can also play with people who are on a different device than your own. Hallelujah! So for example, Fortnite lets users who are playing on, let's say, an iPhone, compete and play with friends who are on a laptop or a PlayStation. But perhaps Fortnite's biggest success is actually what players get when they enter the world of the game. Meaning, you have the ability to scale walls and knock down structures and essentially play some weird mutated form of Jenga in real time all while you're trying to outwit other players to survive. Like, I remember in one of my earlier games of Fortnite, uh, I of course was uh, floundering around like an idiot and just got taken out, killed. I have no idea where the person came from. And I love that in Fortnite, they have the, the kill cam or whatever, the spectator cam. I don't know what you want to call it. So after you, you are killed, you can essentially watch the rest of the game unfold and the camera will follow whoever killed you. And so I was watching this player who is clearly a veteran <laughs> and they go sprinting across Loot Lake and they're bi just building like a walkway in front of themselves as they're running, which like people who are veterans may be like, yeah, no shit, like that's what you do to get to the middle of the lake so you don't have to like sprint through the water. But for me, as a noob, I was like, whoa, look at that person go. They're like playing God in, in this world. They're just building themselves. A, it's like inception. You can build whatever you can think of, which is what I'm trying to get at here, what players get out of the game. You have so much creative space, but also creative control within the game. All while there this being over there's this overarching dynamic of kill or be killed, <laughs> which which is in in and of itself exciting, as I talked about earlier in the cast. So it's not merely a shooter game like PUBG, and I'm not saying PUBG's just a shooter game. And Fortnite's also not just a giant world building game. It's both of these things like smooshed together and combined and mutated and uh, it's both por que no los dos i might be making a bold statement here but i think that this may be the first shooter game for people who don't like shooters and i myself am one of those people however i have talked about how much i 
I I'm I will say at the end of this cast which of the two I prefer to play and why. But I'm not one of those people, as you all know, that loves just shoot 'em up games. I generally really prefer games that have a narrative story that draws you in and pulls on your emotion and gets you invested in the characters and yada yada yada. What I talk about every single week. But I gen genuinely really enjoy playing PUBG and Fortnite. Fortnite, again, I'm trying to really get at what what people gain from this game and why it is entertaining to so many people. Such a large number of people. And of course, on top of all that, this is completely a game for people that actually do like shooters. So I mentioned a little bit before that there was recently a Twitch stream with Drake. So this was a record-breaking Twitch stream that happened last month in March 2018, where over 628,000 people tuned in at once to watch Drake the rapper, duh, the Canadian rapper. People tuned in to watch Drake play with a group of his friends who included another rapper, Travis Scott, and Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh my gosh, I hope that's right. That might be a typo. Uh, forgive me, everyone. I am not big into, um, the NFL, so I apologize. But anyway... <laughs> Those are the celebrities that joined in. And there's a ton of other celebrities out there that love Fortnite. Just people, again, just people love this game. Just how popular is Fortnite? So it surpassed its predecessor, PUBG, and Fortnite now earns more than $100 million per month in in-app purchases. Now keep in mind, this game is free to download and free to play. So that's like a mind-blowing, incredible amount of revenue. Over $100 million per month. In February of 2018, it hit a record-breaking, um, it hit a record of 3.4 million people playing the game at once. And at that time, its overall player base reportedly passed 45 million people. 45 million people! These numbers are like out of this world crazy. So Epic Games, the developer of Fortnite, Epic Games has poised Fortnite to attract an entirely new audience. I forgot to mention, this is before the actual full release of the game, the actual game itself that Fortnite was based on called Fortnite Save the World. Yes, by the way, Fortnite Battle Royale, which is what you what I've been talking about for the last 30 minutes, and what you see on YouTube and what you see on Twitch, that's Fortnite Battle Royale, even though people just refer to it as Fortnite. The original game was a zombie zombie survival game called Fortnite Save the World. And so that's sort of the original like zombie mode. And Epic Games has poised Fortnite Battle Royale to attract this huge audience, even before the full release of the actual game and before it's out of beta. In the meantime, it like in the meantime, before Fortnite Save the World comes out, like obviously it's so easy to just grab whatever device and download the game or the app and play with 
play with whoever, play with all your friends. It is so fun, but uh, low-key, make sure all your devices are compatible, because I think there's an issue with mobile and Xbox, I think. My notes, I don't have it in my notes. Ugh. So now, <laughs> just pick up the game. It's really that easy. Like, downloading is no problem at all. But now you have to decide. All, you, all that's left to decide is whether you want to charge in head first, guns blazing, which, sure, that's some people's prerogative. Do you want to find a little hidey hole and just camp? Or do you want to build a hold fast or a safe house or just a shack? Or do you want to frolic through the environment? Because honestly, in every single game, there's probably a little bit of all four of those options. But the choice is up to you, which again, is what's at the center of what I believe is at the center of the craze of this entire game. There's so much choice on top of this hilarious, very much drama-infused battle royale game. And there are a couple things that I wanted to talk about before I get into, like, the thoughtful, my thoughts. But there are some hilarious quirks that I forgot to talk about with PUBG. There's, uh, I, I didn't realize this until I actually used it myself in the game, but there's a frying pan that if you don't, okay, in PUBG, oftentimes you'll run into a house and be like, okay, what I find? What can I find? What can I find? And instead of finding something useful like a handgun or an assault rifle, what did I find? Oh, a crowbar. Oh, oh my gosh, a scythe. <laughs> Great, okay. One of the best things you can find, low-key, is the frying pan. Now, there are so many memes and gifs out there of... There, like, you can use a frying pan to actually deflect bullets. So you put the frying pan on your back while you're running through a field, and you, you won't, well, you'll probably still get hit. But you can deflect bullets, which I think is absolutely hilarious. And I'm sure Fortnite has some other funny quirks, like the, the dance moves that people, like, you know, like, the characters can do and all that jazz. Again, I'm not as familiar with Fortnite. I'm still a bit of a noob. But these games are just hilarious. I, I can't advocate for them enough. But now that we've seen these ga games come to such huge, massive success and massive popularity in, in, in the media, like that Drake Twitch stream, like took over like the top trends on Twitter for an entire day, which is essentially, if you think about it, bringing gaming culture into, like, mainstream. Not that gaming culture isn't mainstream, but obviously gaming isn't for everyone. But at that moment in time, during that Twitch stream, like, Fortnite took over Twitter. It's almost like when, when, um, spoilers. Actually, no, I won't say any spoilers. It's almost like when the, the second-to-last Game of Thrones season seven episode aired with, with the... Night King's javelin throw. I'm not going to say what happened because that'd be spoilers, but the Night King's javelin throw and then Gendry taking off sprinting, you know, everyone was talking about that on Twitter. Now, I'm not saying they're the same. Fortnite and Game of Thrones are the same thing, but I'm saying these kinds of pop culture phenomenons are now kind of seeping into the gaming world, which is really cool if you think about it. Gaming culture is 
it's it's now accessible to more people, which is really great. A bigger community of people having just having fun. That's what games are for, having fun. But not to be a downer, but like now what? Is it only downhill from here for this genre? I mean, it's really clear, obviously, that people want to play these games, these Battle Royale-style games, and people want to watch other people play these games on YouTube, on Twitch, on whatever streaming channel you do, you choose. But I think the developers have picked up on this theme and this uh, craze, too, because from my research... I've found that nearly every big developer is reportedly scrambling to create their own Battle Royale-style games or modes within already released games. For example, Activision is adding a Fortnite-inspired Battle Royale mode to the new Call of Duty Black Ops 4. This was also mentioned in an article on GamingHistoria.com. I will also put that link in the post for you guys. Uh, And that Battle Royale mode for Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is set to release this fall. EA uh, Games and DICE are also reportedly working on a Battle Royale mode for the next big Battlefield game. So if the big developers have recognized this craze and are already scrambling to create these Battle Royale modes and Battle Royale games of your favorite franchises, then that means the majority of major multiplayer video games will soon have this battle royale mode, especially if you consider all of the titles with shooting as a main mechanic, which is a lot of them. That's just going to like saturate the market and our own gaming libraries with these battle royale games. And it makes me worried because people may get bored and move on, or it's just all these other games competing for numbers, you know, competing for players competing for your time and for your dollar. And there's certainly something to be said about that innate thrill of the 100 players go in, one leaves, deathmatch. I don't know I don't know how quickly that'll get old because I don't think it, it ever thus far has for me personally. We'll see what happens when more more and more and more of these battle royale style games are released. But overall, what I've taken from Playing these these two games, especially PUBG and Fortnite, and reading more about them and learning more about them and compiling all this information for you guys is that it's clear these games are really bringing gaming culture into the mainstream, which, again, is so incredibly awesome. And I think, I, I hope it's breaking down and destroying stigmas around gaming and oh, this person should be a gamer and only these people can be gamers and, oh, I, I, can't, be, I can't play games because I don't, have a, uh, I don't have a console. No, no, no. Gaming, games can be accessible to everyone. There's all types of gamers. There's all types of games, which is the biggest thing. Like, throughout this whole podcast, I've been comparing PUBG and Fortnite, but they're certainly, in the rudimentary sense, at their base, They're very similar in structure, but if you look at them overall as a whole, they're two completely different games. PUBG feels like you're seriously thrown into a terrifying battlefield world, really true, straight-up Hunger Games, where you want to lay under a bush, you're going to lay under a bush and hide. (laughs) Fine. You're going to jump into a car and run someone over? Do it. Okay. 
with Fortnite, again, the, the best example I, I can use is being killed by that, that veteran person and watching them build their platform across the water. And then they got into another firefight and killed someone else. And I mean, it was like, damn, that person knows what they're doing, but they just looked like, like God running across the water like that. It was insane. These two games, though simple in the concept, there's just an infinite number of outcomes, which I think is, is, is why people continuously return to this game because no two, no two playthroughs are ever going to be the same. All I can say is you can't make your mind up with a, like whether you would like a game like this or not without playing it. And it may seem scary at first in the beginning, but just give it a try because these games are just so, so much fun. And that's really all that gaming is about. And all that you can ask from a game is to, is to have fun and have a good experience. And I feel like that's what a lot of my episodes come down to, is it's about the experience. That's what games are for. Delivering an unforgettable experience. So bravo, PUBG. Bravo, Fortnite. Oh, I know I said I'd weigh in on which I like better. And it's not that cut and simple. <laughs> because... The more I think about Fortnite, the more I'm like, oh yeah, I love I I wanna get better at it and I wanna I wanna play more. But like I've said, I'm I'm a bit newer to Fortnite than I am to PUBG. And I just love PUBG. I have so much fun playing it. So like once I got over my fear of like, holy shit, I'm in the Hunger Games and I'm I'm about to just get straight up killed. <laughs> once you get over that. It's just heaps of fun. Like the other the other night I was playing and I was a solo round and I um jumped into this dune buggy <laughs> and I saw from afar this this guy running around like he was trying to get to the the play zone and I was like, hey, like I have a vehicle, like I'm gonna run this guy over and all he had was a shotgun, I'm pretty sure. And so I go like I go like full steam ahead trying to run him over <laughs> and this guy again probably another veteran just laughing at how bad I am and that's another great thing about these games you can be really bad at these games and still play and still win and still have a lot of fun um, I'm gonna put a hilarious gif in in the post about uh, from Rick and Morty where Jerry's like I just kept I just kept crawling and it just kept working and that's that's how you win sometimes. But anyway, really quickly back to my story as I wrap up this episode. I go full steam into this dude with a shotgun and he just like last minute like sidestepped by like by a millimeter. If he had hair, I would have brushed his arm hair. And and so naturally I go like running into a rock or something and he starts shooting at me with his shotgun. And so I pull you and try and hit, hit him again and then pull you and try and hit him again. And I'm just like dying laughing at this point. And I hope that this person was too, or at least they're probably just yelling like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh no. Oh no. And I'm just like <laughs> doing donuts around this guy trying to, smash into him and he's doing he's flat out fighting for his life and <laughs> it was just so funny like I would like swing around really far and come back and try and run him over as he's like taking off sprinting again and 
it was just like one of those funny moments that you're just like, damn. And so eventually I was just like, all right, fuck it. Like I'm clearly not going to run this guy over. And so I just took off for the, the play zone. And at that rate, I think I had like 45 seconds to get to where I needed to go. And it was far, far away. And so I was kind of just like, ha, this guy's going to die outside the play zone. Like suck it. And sure enough, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure he died. I, I, there's no way of knowing his name, I guess. But anyway, just one of those moments. These games are so much fun, so hilarious. They'll really put you on your, on you. You've got to stay cool when you when there's action going on. It's just fun. That's all I can say. Give it a try, and I'm sure. You'll have a lot of fun. All right, that's it for today. I hope you guys had a good time listening. I had so much fun talking about these games. I'm probably going to go play right now after I hit stop recording. So again, this is Olivia Velarich with In Search of the Story for GamingHistoria.com. I'll see you guys next week. I'd love to hear from you either on Twitter or on GamingHistoria.com. You can always reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you guys. And let me know what you think. PUBG or Fortnite? You know, head-to-head battle. All right, everyone. Take care. Have a good day or a good night. And I will see you next week.